1: to episode 181 of the CantoBite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, my delightful co-host, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. Hello. How are you? Okay. How are you doing? I'm
2: doing good. I just finished watching Deadwood, and I was on my exercise bike, so I am physically and mentally exhausted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> It'll do that to you.
2: How's your week been?
1: Yeah, you know, it was fine. Not much going on. Um, I have been rewatching The Wire because our buddy Johnny Grasso started it, and so he's been he's he knows that I'm a big fan of it, so he's been like texting me his reactions to it. And that's one of those shows that, like, if other people are talking about it, I'm gonna go back and rewatch it because I fucking love it. But usually what happens i've done a lot of rewatches of deadwood i mean of the wire but they all stop after season three because season four is set in the school districts and is maybe the most depressing television i've ever watched oh god because you know the early like look there's a lot of depressing shit in the wire in general about you know like Failures in the system across the board and corruption and all of that. But at least in the first season, like a lot of the bad stuff is happening to bad people. Um, and people who are, you know, willingly or, you know, born into, but still a part of like d- the drug trade. And you can kind of go, okay, this is still terrible, but they're, you know, like it's much different than watching like middle school age kids
2: oh yeah totally I've I feel like I've heard of the wire but how recent
1: is it yeah it ran 2002 and then went five seasons so yeah it's early 2000s So how do Johnny's reactions uh, compare to my Gossip Girl ones? I mean, it's very different. It's quite a different show. Like, it's much more, you know, being horrified when characters get killed off or stuff like that. Oh, although he was quite excited when Littlefinger from Game of Thrones turned up. Oh, that's always exciting yeah and gill he's great and that's like the first thing i ever saw him in was the wire because um his other big thing was the the original the uk version of queerest folk which i'd never watched but i he's playing this uh politician on the wire and when he was cast as Littlefinger, i was very excited because i'm like that guy's fucking perfect for it and then he was but how's how's gossip girl treating you where where are you on the show right now
2: I have made it to the last season and I haven't watched since Friday. So I, I am, I am mentally stable. So, um, but I'm trying to think of where I last led off. Um, Bart Bass is evil again. I mean, I don't think he ever wasn't. He had this big like ceremony, and Chuck thought that they are going to be, like, both, like, co-owners of, like, Bass Industries. But then Bart was like, uh, no. It's just going to be me now. So Charles is, Chuck is fucking pissed off about it. And I can't believe that Lily still calls him Charles. Like, how fucking confusing and But also a little condescending is that. And she's being a little crazy. And then, um, fake Charlie Rhodes was sleeping with... With Rufus. Gross. And then she was also sleeping with Lily's ex-husband, other ex-husband, Serena's dad. It's just disgusting. Like, that's... I don't know. Like, a couple seasons ago, she was, like, just fresh out of college, and now she's sleeping with someone's dad. I mean, no disrespect, but... It's just a little yikes. Like I expected a little more from Rufus, but then they break up because he he sees that she's cheating on him, but not with who. And it just it's a bunch of fiascos. This and back, this and that. Blair and Chuck are like kind of together, kind of not. Like they have this like vow thing where like she wears the engagement ring on her neck, and they're like, oh, like if if uh, we defeat Bart, then we can get engaged. I am like, man, that's the biggest bullshit ever. But, uh, Serena and Dan are back together, but apparently Dan's only doing this to write, like, his second book. (laughs) He's such a piece of shit. He is such a piece of shit. Like, when I was watching Deadwood, like, the Gossip Girl thing came up, because, like, each episode, like, has, like, you know, the little, like, photo of, like, what's going on in this episode is of Dan. I'm like, God, it just, he just has that face that you just want to punch. And his hair's all, like, weird, too, because it's, like, 2013, so it's when those, like, weird hairstyles are in for men. The ones where, like, everything's shaved off to the sides and, like, his hair looks like it would be a mallard duck or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, yeah, Gossip Girl is... is fine. I don't really watch Gossip Girl on the weekends, and it's Tuesday... Yeah, it's Tuesday now, so I try to you know, do healthy things. Like on Saturday, I taught Carlos how to play tennis. That was pretty wholesome. How did that go? It went fine. Uh, Carlos isn't really good at like finesse. Like finesse isn't really his thing. So everything's hard, fast, intense. And it's like hard to teach him not to do that. But the most annoying thing was, you know, I'm, I'm teaching him. You know, I'm teaching him how to play tennis. Like I have many years of experience in this sport. I played in college. I played in high school. Like I've been, I've been ho- holding a racket since I was like three feet tall. So you know, I'm teaching him, and then there's this guy at the court next to us, and he starts yelling at Carlos about his tennis grip.
1: Oh my god! Of course,
2: don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my honey. <laughs> Your honey. Okay, go away. Like, I appreciate, like, because the thing about a tennis grip is that there's different kinds of ways that you can hold a tennis racket, but there's no, like, right way to do it. And I don't know, like, this, we weren't intruding on this guy or anything. Like, we weren't accidentally, like, hitting balls in his, in his area or anything. I don't know. I was just so annoyed that, you know, I'm just having this wholesome tennis lesson and someone is trying to intervene and... And trying to say that my teaching is a good enough. Well, I mean, I don't think he was saying that, but I, that's just what it felt like when other people try to like barge in and give advice. And I'm like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. Like it made me like second guess myself, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. So <laughs> it was just funny. Cause Carlos is like, I knew that when you started talking to me that you would not like that. And I'm like, well, no, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, other than that, it was, it was fun. I hadn't played tennis in a really long time. Because I hadn't really felt, like, physically, like, able to. So now that I did, I was I was really enjoying it. So that was that nice. That's good.
1: Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, we got a really fucking worthless episode of WandaVision. Oh. I almost forgot. The fact that... The second to last episode of the show, they decided they needed to stop and explain a whole bunch of shit that had already been either evident or explained on the show is frustrating. And the fact that they needed to give this like detailed backstory of the whole sitcom thing... Like, look, you want to show that she watched sitcoms with her family? Like, okay, give me that for, just show me that for five seconds and it's fine and I get it. Repeatedly doing it is like, do you get it yet? Do you get it yet? Do you get it yet? This is something she did with her family and this is how she connects with people and this is how, like, this, I'm like, I kind of got that through the entire show. Like, it's pretty obvious why a woman who is grieving for her lost love would imagine herself in a world where it's all like picture perfect family laughs like you don't you don't need to do that um i just it was a frustrating episode I don't know
2: what was more frustrating, like the episode or like the opinions of the episode. Like if I hear one more person fucking say that this person deserves an Emmy, this person deserves an Emmy for having feelings or for doing something that they read on a script. It just It I mean, that's literally I don't what know people know get Emmys if, for. I don't know if anything in this show is Emmy worthy, you know, because of... It's a, it's a superhero show, and I say the same thing about the Mandalorian. Like when people were fucking going off about, oh, this person should have gotten an Emmy. Like no, like this is just it's mediocre, fine acting. I'm not saying it's bad acting. I'm just saying it's mediocre, mid middle line. You know, it's it's like a piece of cake. It's not amazing,
1: but I'm still gonna fucking I, eat it. I thought the the okay, that's st- that particularly stupid line about grief aside and look look if you got something thrown, fine like to me it sounded exactly like something you would see on a Hallmark card but that's not the point like the one scene that worked for me in this episode is the scene between Wanda and Vision because it actually is about like people and emotional connections and they're both you know good actors who are having a moment and the dialogue's kind of shitty but whatever they sell it but I don't need the ...ridiculous, like, poor, war-torn, fake, Eastern European country, childhood thing. I don't need the fucking Stark missile falling. I don't... It's so poor. And, you know, considering how much people make fun of the Release the Snyder Cut fans... There is a strong contingent of Marvel fans who are just as bad when it comes to anybody even mildly critiquing the Marvel universe. I mean, it's the stuff that happened when 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 Scorsese had you know is like the that they're amusement parks and people everybody loses their fucking shit, like. And it's not even like you can like bad things because I think people people kind of get that you can like bad things too. But like it's fine to just admit that something you like is fine. Why can't you dislike a show? Why do you have to pretend that it's high art? I mean like I don't care if you think that you know like Thomas Kincaid makes pretty paintings but don't try to convince me that it's Vincent Van Gogh because it's fucking not. The Marvel Universe
2: is something that's, it's very interesting, and it's something that, you know, I've enjoyed over the years, but I know I'm not the biggest fan. and It's still something I feel, like, really insecure talking about in, like, conversation, because, like, I don't know my shit. I've seen all the movies, but, like, I don't know all the, like, the terms, and, you know, I know all the people and shit, but that's not enough to Marvel fans. Not all of them, but, and the show is, it's fine. Like, the first couple episodes are really great, and I was really excited about it. But this last episode was just, like, so forgettable, and I hate that's
1: what the show is turning into. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, yeah, that's the fire alarm going off. Um, so, let's give it a sec and see if it stops. Fucking roommate. What's she making? <laughs> I, who the fuck knows?
2: what she's making I hope it's oh nothing anyway sorry about that oh no it's not your fault shit happens who would get mad like what if I like really did get mad yeah Emily like I'm really offended that your fire (laughs) alarm went off like I how dare you ruin this podcast with your fire alarm like come on it's all good shit happens anyway marvel Uh, just i've never seen so many opinions come out of nothing and i feel like that's what the show i maybe because it's like the first like marvel show but i just i you know when someone's talking about something and you just hear it's like this i don't know it's it's hard to explain but i just feel nothing from WandaVision now. Like, I just see it as this show and that there's a next episode coming and then it's probably never going to be on again and I'm going to gonna move on with my life. Like, there, uh, there are probably people out there that are still, like, fixated on, like, what's going to happen, you know, this or that. But I just don't really care anymore because, like, I feel like I know too much and
1: I don't know. I... Yeah. I think people are getting too connected. The the more we found out, the the less interesting the answers have been. And it's a shame because I, I really liked those first few episodes. I thought they were a lot of fun. I thought they were cool and creepy. And now I'm just like, oh now I have to watch a, like an actual like fucking witchcraft thing. I'm like, I don't want that It's like they're trying to do this big love
2: story thing. And, you know, about oh someone died and you know it's gr- grief and it's just it's n- not that it's like unrelatable and it, it is unrelatable but i mean like everything's unrelatable but like
1: i well, i'm just not well, too interested I, I mean obviously from the very beginning this has been about her grief the, the problem is that in the beginning they just sort of let you know that as opposed to flat out like having characters tell you this is about grief and she is grieving isn't it sad she is very sad because vision died did you know that vision died and she's very sad about it she's very sad yeah and
2: i thought it was dumb too how they wanted to live in westview like that was like their end game plan i'm thinking i'm like shield or sword
1: wouldn't have let them do that I don't know. And I, I don't, I don't know. Like, look, I didn't read the comics enough to know what the like white vision represents, but I don't like it. And I'm, I don't know. It just it seems like I'm just like watching a middle tier Marvel movie now, as opposed to something that was different and like doing its own thing. And I don't know, like, I've just, I've seen so many of these movies already and God damn, do I need to never see a fucking infinity stone again?
2: You know, when we were going back in her past and we were watching that episode, I believe it was like a Dick Van Dyke show, like I was really sitting there thinking, how long are we going to be watching this fucking episode of the Dick Van Dyke show? Oh, what I was thinking
1: is, goddamn, I wish I was actually watching the Dick Van Dyke show than watching this fucking ghost of Christmas past bullshit of her like taking her through her goddamn memories.
2: It reminds me of like Scrooge, you know, going back And, like, seeing the shit in his past. Yeah, exactly. But for some reason, when I always think of that, I think of, like, the actual Scrooge. Like, the the Disney character Scrooge. Oh, the actual
1: Scrooge is the Disney character.
2: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, what's the dude's name in the actual story? Scrooge. But, so, it's It's the duck is named Scrooge. It's Ebenezer
1: Scrooge. They're Scrooge McDuck.
2: Yeah, Scrooge. Because the
1: term Scrooge comes from Ebenezer Scrooge.
2: Oh. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Anyways, I am bored with WandaVision, and that's fine. Am I still going to watch the next episode? Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, look, if this episode had happened halfway through the season, I think I would have just been done. I'm like, okay, there's one more fucking episode left. Fine, whatever. Well, I'm excited that you're actually watching it because you don't finish a lot of shows. <laughs> I'm just annoyed. Like <laughs> I'm annoyed at how good the first couple episodes were. If this is how it's gonna be the at the end. Because I would have rather just not, not have liked it at all than to have like gotten sucked in and thought the show had a lot of potential and then to be stupid at the end.
2: Well, Emily, you have to stick around to
1: find out who the big cameo person is going oh, to be. Oh, Jesus. I, like, First of all, if there's going to be a big surprise cameo, don't tell me that. And also, at this point, I don't give a shit. And if it's Mephesto, I'm going to throw something at my TV because I don't I don't need the devil in fucking the Marvel Universe. I don't. It's fine. In the, well, I don't even particularly like it in the comics, but at least comics are comics. And I go, okay, whatever. It's silly. But... Yeah, I'm just super annoyed that
2: I have to probably watch this at midnight, because I don't trust the internet, nor the people in my house to
1: scream spoilers at five in the morning. So, At least you can watch it at midnight. If I could watch it at midnight, I I would. I can't stay up until three o'clock in the goddamn morning. That's a bummer. Yeah, but
2: I don't know. Hopefully it's good. So, I I have to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. So, I saw on Twitter the other day you talking about M&Ms. Yeah. And how you
1: eat them one by yeah, one. Yeah, because I am a human being, not a fucking animal.
2: I disagree.
1: That's fine. You can be wrong. I wouldn't...
2: I, I am not wrong, though. There's no one wrong in this scenario. I am just saying that it depends on the M&M. Like, if it was, like... Because those almond fuckers are, like, big. Like, they're they're big M&Ms. And then the peanut butter ones are a little big, too. But you can't just eat one at a time. You gotta fit at least, like, two or three in there. Because if you just have one, then it's too small. You know, it's like the... The miniature bags—you like, got to eat the whole fucking no, bag. No, that's gross,
1: disgusting. Then your mouth is just full of like M M&M and M shards. Ugh, awful. No,
0: that's
1: delicious. M and M's are good, good. and then especially good. when you put them what, in the, you the put fridge. A lot of them in your mouth, and it's like this—it's like it's like the sh- like eating shards of glass. No, one at a time.
2: Yeah, but then you put them in the freezer, and then you put no. them in your mouth, and then it's like cold chocolate. There's nothing better than the feeling of cold chocolate in your mouth. Okay,
1: we're not—we're not cold chocolate is stupid. It ruins the chocolate. You're a crazy person.
2: I'm not denying that, but I stand by the opinion that cold chocolate is good and you eat M&M's like two or three at a time or more. I, I'm probably in the more category, but I was just shocked to see how many people eat their M&M's one by one because I guess that just shows that I don't have any self-control which I know like I know myself pretty well so I can confidently say that I have little to no self-control sometimes with things with with sweets lately sweets I don't know why like I've been having like the biggest fucking sweet tooth lately and it's just so annoying because like I have a good day I eat good and then like Someone makes cookies or brownies or something delicious. Like the other night, it was was blueberry muffins, and it's like, I gotta have one. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but except like one turns into like seven because they're like so good. But I don't know. The food is just delicious and so are sweets. Just sugar. Sugar is good. I think because like I didn't eat like a lot of sugar for like a year. Like now I'm like slowly introducing it back into my life. Like I'm going a little ham. But
1: I'm not I like think I am, but I'm not. Yeah, one at a time. They last longer. It's the way to eat them. One at a time. Um, so we have a little bit of Star Wars news. Nothing, you know, particularly you know, just nothing to like really dig into. But we have a premiere date for Bad Batch. And that's going to be on May 4th, so it's a nice little, hey, it's Star Wars Day, here's a new TV show. Um, I don't know what the is going to be like after that, I haven't heard anybody say, but whatever. I don't think either of us is particularly excited for that show, but I assume we're both going to at least watch the first episode.
2: I have never been so excited for material in Star Wars than I am for bad no I I saw this like little post the other day of like all the shows that are coming to Disney Plus and it was like which one are you most excited about and I wanted to tweet about the droids show just be like that one that is the one that I have been waiting all my life for was a show about droids (laughs) but yeah, I mean bad batch cool I, I was I was shocked to hear that Carlos was saying that he was pretty excited for this, that he would watch this because he really loves clones. But I'm surprised he never got into the Clone Wars, but he's picky with animation. So I guess that's understandable. So finally, something we can watch together other than Bake Off. <laughs>
1: that's good. Um, Let's see what else. Oh, so we got some... Obi-Wan casting news, and that is Indira Varma from Game of Thrones and Rome and Luther is going to be on the Kenobi spinoff. We don't know anything about her character whatsoever. Personally, I'm hoping she's a bad guy, but that's just because we need more women villains in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to see her. I like her. I thought she was very good in Rome. I thought she was not as good in Game of Thrones, but I think that was more the writing than it was her performance. Um, And she is very pretty and I won't mind looking at her on my TV screen. I know she's
2: I, I like her. I thought she was good in Game of Thrones I've been seeing pictures of Ewan, too, and I guess he's he's getting buffed up for the role, too. So that's exciting to see, you know, something that's going to happen. Like, nothing's ever a guarantee in Star Wars, so it excites me, like, when I hear news about it or I see, like, pictures of, like, filming locations. I'm like, oh, shit, this is a real thing.
1: (laughs) It's still happening so far. There's a whole cast and everything. Incredible. Uh, the only other thing really was um, over at Kassar on transmissions, they were saying that they're hearing the um, Rangers of the New Republic, which was obviously originally going to be announced as the Cara spin spinoff, might be having a lead character in um, Hera from Rebels instead. I
2: mean, I'm fine with it. I am just really uninterested in the fact that a lot of these Rebels characters are, like, getting these shows. Like, these shows are securing, you know, these stars from Rebels. And I'm thinking, like, why? Why?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with that character. Like, I just don't like the show, so... I mean, I I don't know. It seems like you could just have an original character because I mean, Hera might get some of the st- like Star Wars fans excited, but big st- like people who are big Star Wars fans and know her from Rebels were always going to watch the Rangers of the New Republic no matter what. But I don't like it is not going to bring in anybody new. So it seems at that point then why don't you just, you know, make a new character?
2: I guess I just didn't know like how big Rebels was or like how many people were Rebels fans. Because the fact that they're recycling so many of these characters into these new shows is interesting. Well, Star Wars loves to reuse people. At least we know they recycle. (laughs) Recycling is good.
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. I sort of, I mean, that news for me is like a big shrug. Like, I don't, like, again, I don't, I don't have a problem with the character, but it's also not like, ooh, here's somebody I loved. I don't know if I necessarily, like, love any,
2: a lot of Star Wars characters anymore. Mm, That's too bad. I know, right? Major bummer, but. I think Fennec is cool. I like Boba. I'm glad that they're doing a show together. Like, that's going to be a badass show. It. I just want new things. Like, give me new people. Like, Mandalorian was nice. Like, I like Rogu. Like, he's fucking badass.
1: Yeah. We got lots of, of new characters in Mandalorian. And I like them all much better than I like any of the characters they decided to repurpose. Except for Boba Fett, he's, they finally made him awesome instead of just, like, mm-hmm. looking, I guess, cool, quote-unquote, which I never got before. But now he's an actual character, and that's good.
2: Yeah, he's hes pretty cool. Oh, did you see that John Boyga won a
1: Golden Globe the other night? Yeah, that's cool. I was happy for him. Good to see him being recognized, and hopefully that'll be, you know, like good... Get him in more stuff because I think he's a great actor. Oh yeah, he's a super talented actor. I know it's nice to see
2: like what the cast of the old Star Wars or the old Star Wars movie, the last Star Wars movie, is up to. Like Daisy's in a celebrity version of Bake Off soon, or it's it's going to be airing soon. I don't know. I hope that us Americans are going to be able to watch it because. I don't know how the viewing is. I don't know. that United Kingdom stuff is confusing. But and then, I don't know what Oscar... What's Oscar up to? Dune and Moon Knight. Ugh. And we all know what Adam's up to, so we can skip that. But, yeah, good for Oscar for Moon Knight and... Dune. Very exciting shit.
1: No, he's great. I love him. Yeah, he's good.
2: So, anything else Star Wars
1: related before we head off to Deadwood? I don't think so. Um, I got my Mandalorian and child hot toy. It's pretty cool. I still need to mess around and find a pose that I like, but it's really good likeness. It's got a tons of accessories, and there are lots of little fiddly bits that were driving me crazy trying to figure out where they go, but overall, I'm very happy with it. Can you take off his head? You can take off, baby. You look his head. Pedro's not under there? No, it's just a helmet.
2: Oh, that's a shame. Respectable and understandable, but still a uh, shame.
1: I'd always have him with a helmet on him with it anyway, but. That's fun. I'm glad that you finally
2: got that. I feel like it didn't take too long to get that compared to the Mendo.
1: Mm, it was less time than the Mendo because the Mendo got. The credit got delayed by quite a bit. <laughs>
2: That's funny. Yesterday was the third anniversary. Of Steele's interview with Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I remember that. Keeping better track I, of that than I am. I do. Because I think a memory, a thing on like my, my Facebook like popped up as like a memory. And I was going through my closet and I found my Mendo shirt. And I'm like, wow.
1: Mendo's really with me this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good episode. If people haven't listened to that, they should. It's a good interview.
2: Two good dudes sitting down talking
1: about meat pies. Well, yeah, so I think that's it on Star Wars. Uh, yeah, we can finally talk about Deadwood again. We haven't done that in a while. Uh, episode three of season three, which you just watched and I watched yesterday. Um, let's see. Hearst is terrible. We see that in many, many ways throughout this episode. And we also get the introduction of Brian Cox as... Jacqueline Grish, who's like the guy who runs this traveling theater, who is an old friend of Al's, which is fun because we don't see Al with friends very often. No, you don't
2: see him with people he doesn't curse at. Like, (laughs) he's, he seems like very, I would say, like more than neutral with this guy, which is like really interesting
1: to see. Yeah, like, they definitely have, like, a lot of, of history together and can just sort of, like, joke around with each other with ways that Al would not let many people talk to him. Yeah. Hearst is awful. Uh, Yeah, like, he, he almost fucking kills, or at least, you know, like, thinks about killing Bullock, and he threatens to rape Alma, and it's awful. Thanks, Deadwood.
2: I hate it. Please return to sender. It's he's just awful and just they got to do something to all team up together. Like they are the Avengers and they need to defeat Thanos.
1: He's you know, a character is bad when he makes you feel kind of sorry for Cy Tolliver. I
2: know he was like a sad puppy. He's just sitting there like, what are you... Wh- what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Like, what do you want? It was so sad.
1: Yeah, it's 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 awful. And it's like, Psy is not somebody I want to feel bad for. And also... Um, oh, God. Uh, Doc might have TB. Because he's coughing up blood. Which is never a good sign. No, it was so sad.
2: And Trixie was like freaking out over it <laughs> yelling at
1: <laughs> fucking seth poor, poor soul. soul like he just has no idea what she's talking about because of course she can't just come out and be like hey doc's sick and i'm really scared like she's just instead <laughs> being totally bitchy to him and yelling at him and he's just so confused and so soul star about it where he's just sort of like okay whatever we're just gonna 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 continue to look through my catalogs for to find furniture for my new house I love how
2: at the beginning of the episode, she's going to Al and, like, complaining about all the furniture.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, the, the domestic stuff really freaks her out, it sounds like. I know, and he's just so
2: sweet, understanding him, just being like, okay, well, you can smoke. Just, uh, can, can you do it outside? <laughs> Thanks. She is adorable. I love that man. He is. I was really sad to see the marital disagreements between um, Alma and uh,
1: Ellsworth. Like, that was really unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, because, okay, like, obviously he he hates Hearst from, from when he worked on one of Hearst's other mines and people died and it was really bad, and he's trying to warn Alma, and I mean, first of all, he's doing it in a bad way, which of course makes Alma, because Alma wants to go have this meeting with him, and elsewhere is like, "This is a terrible fucking idea," but he says it in such a like, like kind of controlling way. So of course she bucks against that, but also he really does have her best interest at heart, and she he knows who Hearst is, and Alma, being Alma, is convinced that like she can make this man seem re- like see reason, and it does not go well.
2: No, I I feel like all of the interactions like all the characters have had with Hearst have just like not gone well and like I fear for everyone's safety who goes and talks to Hearst alone especially Alma the second time that she talked to him was alone and him threatening to rape her was you know horrific to see like I was really hoping that Seth would be creepy and you know spy on her during that meeting and try to save her but (sighs) He then he still like looks at her from a distance and gives her that weird sex stare and it just it's awkward <laughs> weird sex stare it is like he just looks at her like she he just wants to fuck her <laughs> like it just it's such a weird stare I mean it, it's a stare but just man make up your mind like don't don't tempt yourself like that but everything that man does is intense. Yeah and. Woo is back from San Francisco, and he got a makeover. Yeah, he's got a new suit and everything. He's looking good, but he's trying to tell Al that some shit's going down. I love his scenes with Al. Me too. I can never get over him calling people cocksuckers or, you know, his drawings. I love his drawings. The drawings are so good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but overall, it was an interesting episode. I mean, I hadn't watched in a really, really long time. So I had to watch a couple of like recaps, like recap from this last episode. And I had totally forgotten that Alma had just had her abortion. And, you know, she's, she's up and she's ready to go. But Doc's trying to tell her to calm the fuck down, you know, respectfully. And, like, she needs to because, like, something bad could happen because she's trying to do, like, all these things at once. Like, she went to Hearst with with all that shit and, I don't know, she could really harm herself. I really hope that nothing bad happens to her because she wants to, you know, go back to 100% Alma.
1: Yeah. Yeah. she. I mean, because literally the abortion would have happened yesterday in the show's timeline. <sighs> yeah.
2: She needs to lie down, like not, I don't know, but I felt really bad that, El, you know, Ellsworth, you know, as passionate as he was, you know, about keeping her from Hearst, like, I, I feel like, I didn't like, I didn't like how he was, like, talking to her, but I mean, like, I know that she, you know, was pretty, like, reckless of her to go, you know, to Hearst, but, I mean, she had to learn on herself, but I don't know. That just made me sad because I know Ellsworth is, like, such a good man, but I... I was just a little disappointed to, you know, see his behavior a little bit.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can't be on his side when he's like, "You would have deserved it." Like, and obviously, he doesn't mean it like that. But however way he means it, it's it's still a terrible thing to say to somebody. Oh yeah, still. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad they have her call him out on that.
2: Yeah, because it, you know. Watching that, you know, as a woman, you know, seeing a man like tell me what I deserve or what, you know, fuck you, like I, I do what I want. Like I don't need you to tell me what I should and shouldn't do. Like I'm gonna make that decision on my own. So I, I really respect her for that. But yeah, that was really difficult. And then yeah. him not consoling her—that she could have been raped by him, she could have been killed by him, and he's just sitting there yelling at her. Like he should be consoling her because, like. That was probably really fucking traumatic.
1: Yeah. No, he's just, he's so, like, I mean, I think it's, like, it's its actually because he, he does really care about her. Of course. But also he hates Hurst, and he's just, like, so mad. But, yeah. Also, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, they got married because she was pregnant and needed to be married to somebody and now she's not pregnant anymore and they still are just gonna have to be married and that is awkward I know like they can't
2: get a divorce like I'm almost hoping that they're just gonna like end up falling in love with each other because wouldn't that be a great ending but this is Deadwood so someone's gonna fucking die probably
1: <laughs> there's, not, there's not a ton of happy endings on the show I can tell there are some
2: Only the saddest people are still going to, you know, be alive. So it's probably Seth and Al. (laughs) Those are probably the only two that are going to end up alive. That's it. I don't know about Saul. Saul's too fucking happy. He's just happy all the time. Like, he's too fucking happy to be living in Deadwood.
1: Just happy to be with Trixie and to pick out some furniture. That's what he wants to do. What a sweet man. That's the dream man right there. You know, looking at the, the
2: furniture catalog books with you. Being like, you know, this one will look really nice. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. What a man. He's a cutie. But no, I'm glad to be watching it again. We had taken a couple of weeks. But now back into some swing of it. More Deadwood. Thank God. Yeah. But, um... Anything else on your mind, Brittany?
2: I don't think so. I think that's everything this year, this, year, this week. Uh, it's
1: a lot of, yeah, time has no meaning. It's fine. Of course not. Um, where can people find you on the internet then?
2: You can find me on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger and Twitter as Canto Brit.
1: What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EFLind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantabitePod. And you can send us email or audio messages. Um, That is CantabitePod at gmail.com. Other than that, um, you know, rate and review us wherever you listen to the show. Give us a follow or a retweet when we put the new episode up. That helps a lot. Um, And thank you for listening. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye.
0: Bye! Uh, Canto Bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck on the breast, be a Canto Bitch. Britney the Jinch and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Kento Bitch number one. can't quit. How do you become a bitch like me? Podcast, you gotta download CBD. Send emails, just listen and chill. Give them some names to fuck, Mary kill. Ask them a question or send a top three. Mine is Lindo, Britney, and me. Should know I've been down since day one.